But when they would return from there, they would feel their hearts full. And they never heard anything being spoken by him. Very often the majalis that would take place also would be somebody else's either reciting some kalam or hazards or sometimes some kitab being read or some bayan by somebody else. But the person came for the company of Hazratwala and he left, but he left with his heart, he felt some difference, made a difference, there was some transformation. Now, what is this, how did this happen? Normally our whole uh, idea generally, now mashallah, those who have the idea of what this whole line is about, mashallah, they would know better. But generally the public, the only thing that is in the mind is that to benefit your figures only. And what you have to hear, you have to hear something very dramatic, you have to hear something very, very exciting. And unfortunately, the tragic reality is that though nobody will express it like this, it must be to some extent, it must, that the whole thing is judged by what is the entertainment value in it. Nobody obviously will express it like this, nobody will say that they are coming for any entertainment, maybe they won't even realize it. But things are judged from the subconscious because the whole focus now, the whole life is revolving around fun, chasing fun, entertainment. So the, something, should I be part of this, should I benefit from this, should I go to take this advice, it will be judged on from the subconscious of what's the entertainment value here. Will it be exciting? Will it be something that will be really dramatic and shake the audience? Whereas, if it is very, very plain and simple, for the Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jainani Rahmatullahi, or it was Khadiyah Manidhuddin Jishti Rahmatullahi, one of the two, perhaps it was Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jainani Rahmatullahi, his son had just recently returned after having become an alim, and mashallah, he was a very powerful alim, Jajid alim, alim of that kind of obviously. And he gave advice and Nasihat Bunwaz, Mashallah, what can be said? The alum that he gave off. But it didn't seem to have too much of an impression and an effect. Allah people benefited. But outwardly it didn't seem like anything much happened. Any case then, it was the son, the father now, please you say something also. The father go there, you know, say something. Please, some nastihat. So he sat down and then he said, last night the milk I had kept for Sahelin. But it happened that the cat came and it turned the milk. Now, what Nasihat is in this? The cat came and turned the milk up, but he only said this much and it was as if he had slaughtered the heart of the people. Now, people were astounded what happened here. Here was the son giving all these alum and all these nikahs and all the finer details of it. And not that it was not beneficial, it was beneficial also obviously. And that also had its effect. But this was, I mean, if you just take that sentence alone and tell somebody, I'm sending you some advice. <laughs> Last night the cat came and rang the word. So you say, you play fools with me, you mocking me, what are you saying? This is called advice. But it wasn't that, the, what the statement was. It wasn't what the subject matter was at that moment, but it was the kishyat of the heart which got transferred in those words that he spoke. 
And for the kayfiyat of the heart to be transferred, it's not dependent on words. And in this zamana that we are living in, with all the technology, etc., and wireless world that we are living in, it's so easy to understand how everything is happening wireless. Long before this started happening wireless, already the wahi was coming wireless. <laughs> and this transfer of this strength of iman, this level of iman was happening wireless. It's how each person came in the company of Ibn Sallallahu for one second with iman. And the wireless transfer took him to beyond the status of all the earlier movements. So the issue is to be having that heart that is focused towards the heart of the chef. And to be conscious that this is not dependent on hearing some words. It's not dependent on always listening to something. As the Shah Rasulullah used to say, make the statement, and this on one occasion people came from far and wide, whatever, and they all came and sat in the majlis at the time for the majlis went on and he's sitting quietly, he's not saying a word and eventually the time for the entire duration of the majlis had passed and in that entire duration he didn't say one word eventually when the time was over finally now people were told, fine the time is over now we leave so somebody expressed his disappointment just in the house, somebody sometimes just thinks out aloud. So he said, ah, we came so far, so long we sat here, didn't hear anything. In other words, we didn't get any benefit. So when he expressed this thought out aloud, the third year, so he tied with disappointment, ah. And he said, Joe, many khamoshi ke fayda nahi utha sakta, many alfaz ke fayda nahi utha sakta. Person who cannot benefit out of my silence, he won't benefit out of my talk also. Because he's come for something else. If he's come for words, then where is going to benefit from the companionship? He's come for words. The person who's come for companionship, for sahrah, for being in the company of the Allah to take from their heart, then he is not dependent on words. And as we've seen in so many instances, people come to the company of the Mashayat, the Ahadullah, who are now not able to say anything, but merely being in their presence with the right heart, with the right intentions, with the right purpose and objective. And a person will leave their film. So, Hazrat Muhammad I recall very clearly when in his latter years when he would come and several times from Bible yesterday in Azadul the time study, you will also go to the Fontaine. I noticed the Tawil Mayasati Dali, the Mawsi Mutarasa, the Qaisa Mukhum Rahmatullahi, others, without fail every day for the duration that Hazrat used to be in the Fontaine, after Asad they would leave, they take it there for Maghrib. And I think after Isha they would be there and they come back after Isha. On several occasions we had the opportunity of being there. And many a times, many a times, that entire duration from Maghrib to Ishara was a silent majlis. Once somebody asked something, he would answer because of his health now. So nobody would ask much also because it would put pressure on him, strain on him. So this whole majlis was a silent majlis. And they would return and go back for the silent majlis. But it wasn't just silence. Silence sometimes speaks louder than words. Words will speak to the ears, and the silence of the heart will speak to the heart. 
First, it needs to be tuned or the right taken. If a person has the receiver, the radio, whatever it is, but he's got it tuned elsewhere, so it's a virus world, but it must be tuned correctly. So now this virus world that we are in, in terms of the spiritual virus world, that too needs to be, our hearts needs to be tuned correctly to the hearts of the Ayurveda. And when it's tuned correctly, then this transfer that happens, this fire of the love of Allah is not something that one can ignite on his own. It is something that is ignited from another source. When a person comes in the company of fire, of the fire of the love of Allah, then this is ignited by being in that, in that facility, in that companionship. So when a person has that focus in his heart, that this is what I've come for, this is what I want, then inshallah this will transfer. So the whole objective is gaining the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, gaining the love of Allah Ta'ala, but that is then to be translated into Islam of, obviously it starts off with Islam of person's iman, aqai, beliefs, and Islam of a'mal, and Islam of akhlaq. Many a times, person, mashallah, has the right jazbah, has the right intentions, and when something is new, then they the extra flavor in it because it's something new. A person has started moving the line of Islam, mashallah. So we become very, very uh, sort of diligent on mashallah, the mahmulat, the zikr, the zbihar, which is essential. Without this, this is something that will not make it possible for a person to progress. That if a person is not punctual in his mahmulat, a person misses his mahmulat for one day, it doesn't seem like anything happened. What happened by missing it for one day? Nothing. Outwardly, this is what it seems. But this is like a person skipping one meal. When he skipped that meal, he skipped lunch, for example, immediately he won't feel anything. But it is not that nothing happened. It's going to affect his energy levels, but it's not going to be visible or discernible immediately. But then he skips supper also. By the morning, he's going to feel very hungry, he's going to feel weak also. And if he then skips breakfast the next morning, then he's going to have a problem to maybe run initially. If people walk comfortably, but running is going to be a challenge. And if he stays hungry the next day, then to walk also becomes a challenge. But all this didn't start the second day. It started from the time he skipped that first lunch. It's now all adding up. But that first lunch already contributed towards his weakness. So likewise, a person misses his mamulas one day, it seems nothing happened. Everything's going fine. There's no problem, anything. So in other words, the mind or shaitan and nafs then whisper into the heart that if you miss sometimes and you do it sometimes, what, what difference it makes? Nothing happened. But then the second time he misses it, and missing it one day opens the door to missing it the second day. So now he must be the second day, now the weakness starts already setting in. Suddenly he's finding his eyes are not under control, which for days, for weeks, for months, there wasn't a problem. Suddenly why is such a challenge? Now he's not even attributing or cannot even think where it's coming from, where it started from. It started from skipping that meal, the spiritual meal, the nourishment of the heart, the tasbihat, the zikr, the tilawat, the mahmulat of the day. So now one day, two days, five days, before a person knows it, he's stood so far away, that now he's back to come back. But where it started from, 
that is keeping the Mamula. So, any case what we are saying is that initially, person, mashallah, becomes very attached to it, with zikr, with asbihar, and this is essential. But then we tend to start confining Islam and tasawwuf to this. As long as the person, mashallah, is completing his mamula, obviously faraiz, wajibah goes without saying. He is now making an effort to make every salah with tabbir ula. Subhanallah, what a wonderful thing. All the other things of this nature, all excellent. But, <coughs> Islam, the sum of the purpose of it is beyond this. It's with this and beyond it. That now this must translate into the correct mu'asharat also coming in a person. How does he conduct himself at home with his family, with his wife and children, with his parents? Many a times this kind of when people were shocked and complaining that my son, mashallah, is now doing this and that, excellent, very good. But when he comes home, he is another person. Outside is somebody else. And at home with his own parents is somebody else. So wife is complaining that my husband, mashallah, outside he is Junaid Bardali, not in those words you might say, but this is the crux of it. But outside is Junaid Bardali, and inside even Yazid will feel ashamed of him. Now, this is something which is far away from what the object of Islam and Tasdiyah is. Islam and Tasdiyah is a complete package where it rectifies the person's Iman, rectifies his Ibadah, his Salah now will be more conscious of fulfilling everything correctly, and his Mu'amalat, his Mu'asharat, and all this will then even bring itself into his Akhlaq. This Akhlaq is something which unfortunately we generally tend to take for granted. What we understand akhlaq to be is what is actually etiquette. I met somebody, so I met him in a nice way. We salam to him. Somebody needed some help for that moment, so we assisted him. Mashallah, we all good things, excellent. But this is general etiquette. Now this etiquette could stem from akhlaq. Because akhlaq is actually in the heart. Akhlaq is in the heart. Part of akhlaq is, for example, generosity. Now, a person can be giving a lot, and the chances are that he is not generous. Now, if he is not generous, how do you give it? If he is not generous, then you will not be giving anything. But the motivation, if he is not generous within, the motivation will be another melody of the heart. It will be riya. It will be hukbe ja. As a result, he is doing it, but the motivation is somebody else. And there could be somebody not giving anything. He is not giving anything, but he is extremely generous at heart. So then how come he is not giving anything? Because he knows his priorities. Something has happened, he is now indebted. And he knows now my priority is to fulfill my debt. So giving people gifts now and giving charities and contributing to other causes of being, mashallah, is excellent. But the priority is first and I fulfill my debts. So somebody is now even regarding him as a minority person. He says, it doesn't matter whatever people think of me, but Allah Ta'ala must be pleased with me. The pleasure of Allah Ta'ala now is that I first fulfill my debts. So a person who is truly in, in the uh, making the effort of making his Islam and Tazkiyah, 
Then you will be looking at what is the pleasure of Allah that I will give you. And what is the demand of deen in this moment of time? What does akhlaq require of me now? Is it that what people will say? That will be job. But deen demands that now I should not search in the payment of my debts. That's the priority. That even if I cannot contribute to the cause of deen, the masjid being built, the madrasa that requires some funds, but my credit is a kind, I must pay them first. Now he knows his priorities. He is now making Islam of himself. But otherwise, then a person is now missing a point somewhere. So, this is the aspect that together with the Islam of a person's heart, that needs to translate into amal, in the correct amal, in his muamala, in his mashar, in his akhlaq, and this is the real key issue. That the akhlaq of a person, this is where really, this is the shine of everything. This is the shine of the soul. That it really brings the shine in a person's akhlaq. Otherwise, what can become the situation is, outside will be something else, and inside, just on the lighter note, one person suffered, well, he went into a coma. So now he was in a coma, but people thought that moment that he passed away. He seemed that he had passed away. And there was no sign of any health for him in a coma. In any case, because they thought he passed away, so they went through the processes, Husal, Kafal, everything. Now, Janaza is lying there, the family is around, everybody is crying, his wife is crying. Then the time came now to take the Janaza, so the sons came along, picked the Janaza and they were walking. As they were walking, there was one tree with a low-lying branch, which they didn't realize, they didn't notice. As they were walking the, as they were holding the box and walking, it hit the branch. They hit the branch, it jolted, and in that jolt, this person came out of the coma. So everybody was, first they might have got shocked, Allah alam, but in any case, now they were very happy, this person came back. So they brought him back home, life carried on. After some time, he really passed away. Again, the whole process started. Again, Musa Kafan, Janaza is there now. Again, his wife is crying. Now the time came to take the Janaza, so his, the sons came. So as now the sons came to take the Janaza, so the wife called one son close by, whispered in his ears, watch out for the branch. Just <laughs> <laughs> now he come back. <laughs> he had enough of him now. <laughs> So this is something on a very light-hearted note it might have been, but food for thought. Whether it is from the perspective of our wives, our parents, or whether our neighbors, or whether anybody else, would somebody actually be obviously somebody who not out of any enmity or something, but would somebody actually feel relieved, alhamdulillah, this person is gone now. And that is a poor reflection of what our heart is. So to be reflecting on this, Alhamdulillah, we listen to a lot of wa'as, nasihat, a lot of things we read, and this is something that needs to be ongoing. There is no limit to this. It needs to be ongoing. But what we don't add to that is, generally, illa mashallah, we don't add to that reflecting upon it. That we've come to him, but this now every month, or whenever in our community, wherever we may be, or some kitab we read. After having read that, after having heard that advice, to then sit aside, even just a few minutes, 
and to reflect on what I have heard or what I have read. Now, how does this fit into my life? Or how much am I lacking in what was discussed? Or how can I now improve in where my weaknesses are? When a person one is having now food the food and eating it, but he's not going to give him the benefit until it is not digested. After it is digested, now it will start bringing the energy. And the digestion of this advice and so on will come after this reflection. Initially, a person will hear it, he'll impact on the heart, he'll read something, he'll feel very moved by it. But if it's not accompanied by this reflection thereafter, then often it will take just a few minutes later, an hour later, the effect will pass and it's over. Sometimes you take it deeper. But when a person makes it his habit to then reflect, sometimes he heard a one hour bayan, but he spent three minutes reflecting upon it. The three minutes of reflection will digest the essence of the one hour bayan. And this will motivate him now to start moving. This is that figure. And figure is the driving force. When a person has figure, that concern that I need to now move, I need to move forward, I need to bring these things in my life. Now when he thinks about it, when he ponders over it, reflects upon it, then now this creates that movement. Okay, now I need to do it how? From where? Where do I start? Who do I go to? What advice do I take? Now when he's got that figure, that figure will now move him to now write to his share. Or to inquire now. These are my melodies. Otherwise sometimes the person years pass by, but he doesn't inquire once or so, then how do I overcome this melody with him? As a result, there is general improvement in overall things, but in specifics, a person is still not making any progress. And those specific issues hold him down. Otherwise, he would have been progressing far ahead. But now, what was motivated writing to the chair, taking his advice, asking him, and then it didn't work out, being back in, this will be when the speaker comes. And the speaker will be motivated by this tafakkur. This pondering. This is something which the Mashaif said, Tafakkuru Sa'ati, Khairun min Qiyami Leilati. This is a statement of the Mashaif, the Sufi Aikram. That pondering for a few moments, for one moment also, meaning of how to progress in being. How will I acquire the love of Allah Ta'ala? How will I overcome my weaknesses? How will I correct myself? Is better, meaning more superior than the whole night of Ibadat. Not that that night of Ibadat is anything less, but Sometimes, after that night of Ibadat also, he would still not be making Islam of his weaknesses. And this little bit of tafakkur will bring this consciousness. Where am I lacking? What I need to do? So this consciousness will be developed by this pondering, by this thinking, by this reflection. And the more a person reflects, the deeper this will get into it. Allah Ta'ala give me also the topic, and bless one and all, Allah Ta'ala grant us his muhabbat, Allah Ta'ala give us the qadr and the true appreciation of the ashayat, Allah give us Mawla, Sihat and Afiyat, Chief is the shadow of us for a long time and bless us to keep taking benefit from him. Wa akhiru da'ana alhamdulillah.